0: Welcome to the Cedar House
1: Church Sermon of the Week.
2: Welcome, David Hayes.
3: Thanks so much. You guys are too kind. Thanks, JP. That was really sweet. Um, Thanks for being a part of my wildest dream come true. They've given me a microphone and potentially unlimited time to say whatever I want to say. It's been since like third grade I've been waiting on this. Just kidding. How good was Josh Atwell's tithe message? Did y'all feel that? was like, demons getting loosed in the back of the building, and I'm pretty sure, like, somebody got saved. That was amazing. Thanks, Josh. You're bringing the fire, man. Um, okay, as you guys have noticed, Landon and Stacey are not here this evening. If you're new, those are our senior leaders. They got hit with the flu. Ugh, boo, right? Um, pretty impressed. They had a pretty high amount of favor on their lives. That was Figured it must have been like a terrorist attack. I don't think the common flu could have wiped them out. They're, they're pretty much immune to any kind of like uh, human-level kind of things. But Somehow, if our senior leadership got touched by this thing, it means business. I went down early, which was predictable. <laughs> Just kidding. It doesn't, sickness doesn't work like that. We all know that. <clears throat> I did promise Landon that I would take care of his church while he was out. Wouldn't be burnt to the ground. We'd have more than three, po- three people here next week. It's a big impetus on you guys to help me out with that. No matter what happens tonight, we all promise to come back. <laughs> if I pass out, just drag me out of the way. JP will finish. <laughs> now, I really am excited to be here tonight, guys. Um, what I want to hit on tonight, its it's been, I would say, developing for a number of months now in terms of the topic. Um, it's really kind of come to fruition in the past couple of weeks in terms of uh, discussion and sort of implementing this into our community. And it's been really sweet timing. Not that they got the flu, not that those have the flu, but this really worked out well. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, what I want to develop tonight is, is how we're going to continue to develop the prophetic uh, in the Cedar House community. I'm going to talk about the impetus, some of our why behind it, as well as just kind of hit some really really kind of more social and communication tips on how I would like us to see, how I would like us to develop the topic, if that makes sense. I don't know where everybody comes from or what your background is. The the prophetic can be very normal for a lot of people in the room. It could also be a very strange thing. It may be the first time you're in a church hearing people talk about prophecy in very normal terms. Um, I'm going to hit on a lot of that, and I'm really excited about it. So I'm going to go for, I would say, probably a shorter kind of sermon, and then I'm really excited to get some of our students up here from our Cedar House School of Ministry, and we're going to let it rip. I'm going to give you guys some prophetic words, and it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be postured and ready to receive. I'm really excited about it. Um, Another reason I'm really excited about this evening is I actually have a prophetic word leading up to tonight, right? Ooh, that was the hook. I got you. Um, So... Landon and Stace went down yesterday. I had about from about noon on heads up about getting ready for today. And obviously you kind of hop into how am I going to muscle my way through this, right? I was about to go buy a new suit, get a sweet head mic. I had all the things that like most people think about doing. I was going to like 15 hours of sermon prep. I need four hours of material to present. You know, that was kind of my, my first go-to. Um, and I really was kind of thinking, you know, you, you have an active decision. Am I going to slip down kind of an anxiety performance driven kind of route? Am I here to entertain a bunch of people? Um, no, right? Obviously, no. So what I got to lean back on, and this was like so fun that this is so active, this, is like this word is so live right now. Um, I've got so many words in my life about communicating in front of groups of people and I've got so many different shades of what that looks like that it's sort of like beat into me that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And with that message coming from my community for just years now, is this this innate understanding that like, man, I probably have everything I need to crush this. And not crush it like in a performance way. That I get to connect with you guys, and we get to have a fantastic time this evening. and I get to make room for God to land the ship and minister to our lives and people leave changed, right? So that's always the goal right? Song and dance is never the goal. Connection really is. So this is really cool. Some of you guys know Jeremy Dean. Uh, He's a highly prophetic guy in our group. He prophesied over me a couple weeks ago, um, I'm sorry, a couple months ago, that I was going to be in front of a a big group of people, a big platform, just communicating, but I was going to be in like shorts and a Hawaiian shirt and (laughs) flip-flops. Wait, what? John Wimber style. Right? Uh, I don't, that's like my love language, something telling me I get to wear a Hawaiian t-shirt and do anything. That's, that's fantastic. So what that communicates to me is that, um, does everyone know what the term colloquial is? Right, this thing about just communicating from, from a very like side-by-side language. Um, I like that. I like not having to church it up. I want to just shoot from the hip and tell you what, what I think. And uh, I think that the, the cool thing about the prophetic word is God said that's valuable. Right. So that's like that's my personal experience with how a prophetic word can drive you to maybe be somewhere that's uncomfortable. But you're already you're already functioning from a place of like, man, God's got this. It's good. We're golden. Right. And he and obviously he has that for everyone in the room. It's a, it's a really big deal that we know that. So I'm going to break into kind of some of how that works. Um, I'm going to crack into some scripture. I do like to teach. I was thinking about making everybody physically take the Bible out that's in front of their chair, but I'm not going to do that. You guys can use your phone. Um, I'm going to start in 1 Timothy chapter 1, 18-19. I'm just going to read it for you real quick. All right, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He says, This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, That by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their lives. Right, so that's a big verse, right? Um, That's in the context of a whole lot of other stuff going on. But I'm gonna just kind of I'm gonna pick some low hanging fruit from it. Um, And the first one is that we get to start. What what he's saying to Timothy is you need to start from a place of victory that's been determined by God, as God's word spoken over your life through the prophetic. We can imagine that came through a community. It's okay to get prophetic words for yourself. It's also even better to get them from your community. Um, You're going to start from that place, and that's actually, use the word, you're going to wage the good warfare. right? We know the kingdom is a violent place. We're told that in scripture. We're kind of figuring out what that means. Um, So waging the good warfare. So the prophetic is is always going to be our starting point. And I think, just, I just really want to highlight that it's really important that we don't have a vision for ourselves or someone else that we didn't get from inspiration from God, whether that's partnering with the Holy Spirit, getting inspired by Scripture. There's a million ways, I think, that the prophetic can flow through us, right? So partnering with that, it's a really big deal. So much so that if Paul, <laughs> Paul says that your life is a shipwreck if if you don't do this. My thought process was like that was – Back in the day, ships were like a modern form of transportation. Y- your life is a car on fire on the side of the highway with all four f- tires flat and no glass. If you don't choose to start with the prophetic, let's kind of put that in our scenario. <laughs> it's not a pretty picture. I mean, shipwreck's pretty dramatic itself. But it's, it's a really big deal. Um, and whenever, I would say, Paul has seen a lot of stuff in his life, right? He's a pretty influential guy. Whenever he's flagging attention like this, we're on board. So we're going to start with the prophetic, and we're going to move from victory. Is everybody familiar with that terminology? We use it a lot in this house. I move from victory towards everything in my life. Does that make sense? Think about the implications with that. I'm already starting with resources. I already think that God's probably got crazy stuff that's going to crash into my life to help me get done whatever. Whatever the challenge is, whether it's my marriage, I'm parenting my kids, I'm at work, whatever it is, I've got prophetic vision over my life that takes care of the whole thing and encompasses it. It's a really beautiful picture. And that's really what we are choosing when we choose the prophetic, and it's what we're going to grow. Um, and I guess you know, I get one, one more thing on that, too, With going back. This, it is really special for me. I'm, like, tickled to death that Jeremy Dean gave me that word a few, few months ago. It makes today, today is, like, very easy and enjoyable for me. Public speaking is generally one of the scariest things that people come across. Most people would rather, like, have their kneecaps skinned on the concrete than have to talk to anybody. <laughs> That's a terrible analogy, but, like, today, today has been, like, so full of peace, and, man, I'm just doing what God told me to do. I get to get out of the way of the prophetic word, and this is a really weird way to think about it, too. Sometimes, I know this sounds funny, the prophetic word's not even about you. Even if it's your prophetic word, God is tickled to death to let your destiny come into place, right? To, to get you where you want to go, but he's so not serious or concerned or threatened about anything. He's serious in the sense that he's worth your trust, but that was really big for me today. Like, good grief. If I just sweat and just throw sweat on everyone for 45 minutes and get out of here, I'm like, I'm all right. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get another crack at it in three years. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They'd never give me another shot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. Next, I want to flip to 1 uh, Corinthians. If everybody can follow me over there. I'm in 14, chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. All right, so again, this is Paul talking. He says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Okay, very consistent theme here of this edification, encouraging, and building up, right? There's no question what we're to use prophecy for. Prophecy is never to condemn a city, condemn a human being. It's never to expose. It is purely for the purpose of building and knitting together a community. Um, interesting, very interesting tidbit about this, and actually this this like really drew my attention. Anytime I see Paul drawing attention, it makes me think two things. Number one, I love this definition I learned to leadership a while back. Good leadership, what they do well is they highlight and focus attention for the people that th- are following them. There's a million things in the world that we could listen to and choose to be influenced by, right? This Bible is chock full of so much information. There are so, there's Honestly, there's a ton of different interpretations of it. There's so many different applications of it. How do we even start knowing where we're going to go, okay? So a really beautiful thing that leadership does is like, digest as much of this as possible, and then say, okay, cool, here's what we're going to focus on, and here's we're gonna, where we're going to go. That's what Paul's doing here. I know he's only picking two topics, but he's sifting through a lot of information, and he's saying, this one needs to take precedence in your life. This one needs to take precedence in how you build your community. So that's what we're going to choose to do with, um, with Paul basically fathering us through this letter. How many of you guys know that Paul fathered churches and whole communities through letters? Right? It's a really interesting aspect. It, he wasn't able to even physically be present places, right? but he had a huge impact on, on how the Corinthians fully operated and what their outcome was and how effective they were on earth, what level of God they got to experience, because he chose to reach in and, and guide and direct them. But more importantly, I would say even, the Corinthians chose to be open to that fathering. So we're lucky that how this was put into writing, here we are 2,000-plus years down the road, and we still get to get just as fathered by the Corinthians as Paul, is. sorry, just as uh, fathered by the Paul as the Corinthians did. So I think there is like a very much an agreement piece that comes together with, man, we're just agreeing that prophecy is really important. Um, on one hand, again, kind of alluded to it earlier, everyone here has a different experience with prophecy. So then again, this could be a threatening word. This could be very easy for you. Um, that's sort of the beauty and the challenge of getting to figure this thing out together is that there is no 100% shared, I would say, even definition of what prophecy is. The beauty of this is we get to figure this out together. And what we're going to do as leadership is put some bumpers up of what we're going to do and not do with prophecy. But other than that, it's a free-for-all. What what prophecy is going to open up is, um, it, you, know, you know, we talk a lot about opening up space for God to be God. It's a beautiful thing. So when the band, when they linger on a note, when they're just kind of stirring, no lyrics are playing. that's a platform we've got sh- the structure of the song has played through, and that's beautiful. we've got words on the screen. but every now and then we'll spend three to five minutes when Micah decides to sit on something, when Amber decides to sit on something we're just creating a platform for God, and what he does is he always comes through and he gets to, he gets to create spontaneously and that's a really beautiful aspect of the prophetic um Ba, 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 ba. Okay, kind of back to the theology of First Corinthians here. Um, th- another, I would say, a huge piece of this house's heart and mantra would be heaven on earth. We really want to see heaven on earth. That's a really big mantle. That's a huge call. We've chosen to take up this huge vision. Um, one interesting aspect of heaven, and I think how how what Paul is saying ties in here. Um, in heaven, there's no there's no shadow around God. He's fully known, He's fully seen, right? Every word that He said, it's very easily accessible. His will is actually perfectly followed out, and there's full agreement. We just from from different aspects of Scripture, we know that about heaven. So the prophetic is our avenue to get to that spot. It's what He says about where we're going, who we need to be, who we are, and that's that's our that's how our community is going to build heaven on earth. It's through that prophetic piece. Um, Another thing it does, creates kingdom accountability. So I, I would imagine everyone in this church, especially if you're, you're well-churched growing up, you've had experience with um, what it feels like to have an accountability partner or some, some other kind of form of, uh, of that arrangement. And for a lot of times, that's fantastic. Um, the dumbed-down, I would say even cheap version of that is you have someone who just keeps a checklist for you and kind of slaps you on the back of the hand if you don't uh, act a certain way. Or if you screw up a little bit. Now again, that's the cheapened version. I think true accountability doesn't work like that. True accountability is when you know what God says about you, or you know what God says about someone else, and you get to transpose that on that person. You get to hold that up. And anytime, and you're, anytime that they hop out of that, anytime they function from, uh, I, I would say even a spirit or whatever it is that's not who God says they are, that's not the the gold that's in their life, and they're not functioning from that very easy just to refer back to the standard. You got a blueprint for who they are. And the, whole, the, the beauty of this is we need to get that blueprint out of cooperation with the Holy Spirit through the prophetic. And that's the whole gig there. That's where I really want to see, and I think we do a really good job with this one, but I want to see it even further, see us grow in holding accountability up for each other based on what we know about each other prophetically. If, if you go to our school Wednesday nights, I mean, that's like number one activity We're just going to get prophetic words for each other for 45 minutes. We're just going to let it go. And sometimes that can almost be misunderstood as, like, that's a school, like, younger kind of fun thing. Like, man, I'd argue that's, like, always needed. I get out of practice on this one. I start functioning off of last season's information. I promise you I have been three seasons down the road, and when I mean season, just, like, could be a few years down the line, and like I'm functioning off what God said a couple of years ago, and I don't think God's always like, man, I need you to catch up. I need you to shift with me. I'm always talking, and I've always got new information for you. It's a big deal. On that accountability thing, um, <laughs> man, it's really wild when you when we get to engage with someone who chooses to function out of grace and not punish and function out of kingdom accountability it actually it's very it's humbling and it blows your mind um about two years ago i was uh suffering with some sciatica i had a ruptured uh disc and sciatic nerve was going crazy just kind of in constant pain i was about two months into kind of this episode of it it was a sunday morning we had church that evening um i went to take care of a friend's dog in the morning probably eight or nine in the morning and uh I, I was just kind of getting to the point where I felt okay. I was getting mobile again. Life was getting good. And uh, I went to, like, catch the dog as it was running by me, and, like, I twinged it, and the whole thing went out. The whole thing went out. And if anyone in the here has had back pain, man, it just puts you down. You're, it's, it's like, demoralizing on six different levels. <laughs> it's, it's really rugged. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I think we're going to pray for that after if anybody has back pain. So, anyways... I twinge it and I lose it. I lose it. I'm by myself, but I'm just like I pretty much made a verbal agreement. Like I'm okay, just you know losing losing it right now. Uh, I, if, if anybody gets in my way, I, I'm just I might fight them. I couldn't move or physically fight anybody, but <laughs> would have been a, yeah kind of a funny fight. But um, I lost it. Everything in my life was dumb. Everything was pointless. This is ridiculous. Why do I even believe in healing? And here I am like stumbling around and can't even move. This is terrible. The the epitome of cynicism, right? Has anybody been there? You're just like kind of kicked while you're down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pity party, right? I I can throw the best of them. Um, So I'm leaving. I'm wrapping up my dog duties. I'm limping out, probably cursing a little bit under my breath. It was in a bad spot. And um, I'm leaving, and as I'm leaving, I actually pass Landon uh, on the way out. And he pulls over, and he's in a great mood. (laughs) He's, like, really excited about life, just wants to talk about how good it is. rolls his window down, and he's like, man, what's up, bro? How's it going? Like, what are you you up to? Just kind of wanting to kind of shoot it. And um, I kind of just laid into it, and I let him know my new updated theology on how the world works. Definitely had done some research, had some real world findings of why everything was terrible and everything we're doing was dumb. And uh, I remember Landon's Landon's face, he's kind of like, huh, I I don't know what you've been doing with your time lately. (laughs) So very honest, very vulnerable moment. And at that point, again, we had church in the evening, Um, not a huge organization, but I was almost like, man, please just fire me. Do something dramatic. I just want to have like a dramatic day. This is already terrible. Like, just tell me I'm kicked out of the church or something. That would be great. Just put a bullet in me. <laughs> and so um, I'm just kind of like, you ever been to that point where, like honestly, just getting kicked more would like, almost validate how bad you're already feeling? <laughs> you're like, I like to flex while I'm getting kicked, while I'm down. I'm like, yeah, whatever, bring it. <laughs> I've got some more stories about that I might say for the ending. Bad decisions that just kept compounding. Just kidding. Um, so what Landon's response was very interesting. It was very telling, and it's really cool that that's I would say is the DNA of what we're trying to build here. Um, Landon was not impressed with my sin life or my ability to cave under pressure. <laughs> really hope I could shock him with that. Um, he just asked if I need anything. Do you need anything? I said, you know, no. At that point, I kind of want to be a man. I don't need anything from you, man. I mean, can you take my sciatic nerve out of my body? Um, and so, <laughs> right, I need that. Okay, can you fix it? Um, and, and then just very nonchalantly, he's very unimpressed. That's the most, that flies in the face of all logic. You want to be impressive when you're in this kind of spot. Man, I want, I want this to be on, like, Oprah one day. And so not impressed, and not, like, nonchalant, didn't throw me under the bus. Just like, well, cool, man. He's like, I know who you are. I know what's on your life. I'm assuming when you tell me you're okay. I'll see you at church tonight. We're going to have a really good time. We'll pray for that thing. And just, we kind of like, kind of, it, it broke. It totally broke my pride, just all the ingredients that had beaten this thing up. Um, and so for me, though, shifting away and kind of like getting some time away from that event, it was just so telling that, man, like that's what I want for us. Man, when I let you guys down, when you let me down, when we don't function from that prophetic vision of who we are, I want that grace moment, and th- that grace moment's expensive. Because here's the thing, you can get in different dynamic situations, and that and that one, Landon could have dropped the hammer on me, and a lot of people would have agreed, man. Like this, being immature, what are you doing, man? Like please tighten up. You know, you have you have like a right sometimes to hit that, and so I want to be the group that never like flexes for that. That's always on the shelf. It's always an option, right? The right to drop the hammer on somebody, even when they give you an excuse to. Does anybody manage people at work? Oh my gosh, I could drop the hammer so many times. <laughs> Every day, I'm just kidding. It's really beautiful to function from grace and call people up. And that's, what, that's where if, the, if this concept can land, if we can be those kind of people, because what this does, guys, this backs up our ability to have full freedom as a community. When when everyone gets to be who they want to be, when everyone gets to live out their purpose and and destiny, it's going to cause a lot of conflict, right? Conflict's not bad. We're redefining that term as a community as well. Um, What this does, it's a really good backstop to know that grace is always in play. I know who you are. I know what's on your life. And I'm just going to call you up to that standard. Um, And I guess just in closing on that, um, that Corinthians bit, we have so much scriptural evidence. Without vision, the people perish. If you don't know where you're going, well, how are you going to get anywhere? You're just kind of moving through life. So I, we're going to hold that prophetic up as our goal for where we're going and just be so thankful that it's God-breathed. Okay, I'm going to close up this part before I invite the students up and move into some of the activation. just want to hit a couple of like the tangibles and some of the social aspects of prophecy some of this I'll probably ask some questions, like get some agreement, get some heads nodding. be really good. Um, number one, can, can we make prophecy easy to digest for each other? Yeah, right. I, and it, this is funny. I'm almost approaching this as though we're not doing this and this, like, corrective thing. It's not at all. I feel really good about a prophetic culture. <laughs> but just can we knowingly steward each other? Um, if you provoke someone and you know that maybe you have a tough role in their life, maybe you're not the person who needs to go call out all the dirt in their life. It's really good just, it's, it's really good that you know that and you have that prophetic word. Maybe just ease it in there. Right? <laughs> um, you, we, we don't have to assert our authority into the word. We get to deliver, and this is some terminology we learned earlier this week. We get to deliver, when we're delivering a prophetic word, a check that was written and signed by God. It's really important for us to understand that. We're just handing that bad boy off. Not in a nonchalant and backing away, we're engaged. It's like, man, what did you get for Christmas? I'm going to see this thing through with you. Like, let's discover this thing together. But, man, I am so not in charge of you listening to me because I tell you how important I am or the prophetic seat that I have in this community. (laughs) That's a big one. And, again, I don't feel that one. But sometimes as the prophetic gets rolling, that's a very easy kind of posture to take. We're so thankful just to hand checks out. And God's writing checks all the time, right? Um... We have every range of prophetic human being in this audience. I would say you've got some people who are like, okay, and I, I now understand the prophetic as a thing, right? And then you've got people who've been practicing this for a long time. And so, definitely want to honor every bit of it. We're gonna work in just like encouraging words. It just being encouraging to someone is actually you're starting to merge into the prophetic. Does everybody understand how that works too? Just calling out something as though it's not. You're gonna have a great day. Test results gonna come back great. That kind of gig. All the way to we have, and this is this is the really fun part. Genuine people who can who can pick up through what they understand about the Holy Spirit, um, potentially negative things about other people. We would call that the dirt, right? Um, and again, I, I mentioned this earlier. I'm just gonna really, really ask everyone: always be calling out the gold. When you really folk put a microscope on someone's life, you're always gonna see dirt. This is how it works. This is this is there. We're all we're all working out our salvation. It's a beautiful process. So um, I guess. As you grow in your prophetic gift and the people who are able to really sense that dirt, or even if you just sense it socially, the goal is never to call out the dirt as quick as possible and be the loudest voice. The goal is to understand that's a fact, get some vision for the life, and keep pushing for where that thing needs to go. Does that make sense? Um, our stewardship of a prophetic word is also like hugely important. Um, I've, I've actually... I know people... I, and it's like so painful. I know people who are in their late 30s, early 40s. They are waiting for the prophetic word to happen. And it has a really weird posture. And I don't, it's it's just uncomfortable. It has this thing of like, God told me this when I was seven. And I'm sitting here like a child waiting for it to happen. Ooh, that is a bad spot to be in. Man, anytime that we look up and don't have time to do it now, we look up waiting on the Lord in scripture. The connotation is that you have set a trap for God and you are attacking everything that comes out of his mouth and sifting through it because you're so hungry to see what he has declared over you come true. There is there is actually a violent disposition to, to to have your prophetic words come through. Now, we get to learn what that tension is. I'm not here to make my words come true, right? God is like a huge piece in this. But at the same time, he's not Amazon Prime. Bad boy is not going to get dropped off. I almost don't want to speak that over everybody because there might actually be someone here who God has like a lot of favor on and he's just going to like fling prophetic words at you. (laughs) I think I just want to encourage us to have such a high level of character that we're postured to to pull that word towards us. We're postured to steward our lives. We're postured to always have our antenna up listening for that word to come true. Uh, Or not come true even just to find that word thrown out and kind of seed form anywhere else. And we're just trying to grab it. And just partner with it, and that can be a very vague process. I mean, some of the terminology I'm using right now is, is the epitome of vague. But I think that we can actually know what that feels like, right? I think it's actually that's a knowable thing as a Christian. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us in that. Um, bup, 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 bup. And I guess last little bullet point there: um, when we give a prophecy. One of the key indicators we know of what to do with this word is um, or how to deliver this word. A prophetic word should never violate the will or someone's decision-making process in our group, right? That's a big one, um, especially if you pick up a word, and we really want to value these words like a heating word. Like, hey, I feel like maybe this this situation may present itself. You may want to look this way. I actually had a dream about you, and I saw something kind of negative happen in this direction, We just need to be careful in how we present that and not careful in the sense of fearful. Just we need to steward people. And if we ever deliver a word to someone and it's taken their free will out of the equation, you're technically doing something that God has never done to us. And that's a crazy thought. Our free will has maintained integrity in everything God has said or displayed in front of us, every interaction he's had with us, our, our free will has maintained integrity. So we get to do that for each other. And I really am super encouraged. Like some of you guys have like amazing prophetic gifts in this community, and I'm just so proud of how you steward them. Just thank you for doing that, and like keep going. Um, And I think what we get to learn is that, and y'all can pick up this whole tension during this whole conversation. We want a prophetic culture, prophetic ministry that is so easily accessible, right? It's um, it's so non-threatening. It's not, it's not like a, no, no one's scared of it, but at the same time, we don't lose reverence for it, right? We maintain thankfulness. It, it becomes something that we're, we're so hungry for, and that's a really fun thing because those things can totally coexist. They can absolutely coexist. Um, you know, I love it when a kid can prophesy over me. I love it when a person who, like, really irritates me prophesy over me. It, like, flexes this thing of, like, you know, you want to rise up the pride. And you're like, that, that person, they've lost their ability to influence my life, right? Man, I'm telling you, I don't think the kingdom works like that. I think when you're face down getting blown away by somebody who just irritates you in the flesh so much, that's a really good spot to be in. You're probably pretty tuned up, and your posture is pretty solid. Um, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and get the uh, Cedar House students up top. Woo! Okay, we got about 15 minutes, so we're just going to blast through these. Everybody, we're going to be concise. We're going to agree. We'll do one prayer at the end to agree with everybody's. One thing that's really funny we've always got a few brave people when they're given a word and they're like getting real specific. There's a guy with blue shoelaces and he drives a green scion, and his last four digits of his cell phone number are this. The funniest thing to me, this, I just realized this, I've been feeling this past two weeks, everyone like cringes inside just hoping that guy raises his hand. Everyone's like, oh dear God, that was so specific, just someone raise your hand. You almost want to fake it just to help the guy out or the girl out who's thrown it. These are like professionals at, at knowing how to fail. They're put in so many situations, sounds terrible. There's a bunch of, fa- I'm just kidding. That's not it. What we do in the school is failure is like a rite of passage. You're moving into some, some some strange territory, sometimes in the prophetic. You just got to go for it. You're trying to develop this muscle up top that has to do with your imagination, how you engage the Holy Spirit. So they're fantastic. Don't worry about them. If, if, they, miss a, if they miss a word or it doesn't land on anybody, you know, we can keep the oxygen in the room. They're going to be all right. <laughs> all right, you good? I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> Way to set that up, Dave. All right, let's go first here. <laughs> So I'm going to be real safe here uh, since I'm starting. But um, I felt a corporate word for us, and it was really cool, the message that Dave uh, put out today, because something that's been resonating with me recently is the magnification of God's glory. And something that Bill Johnson teaches is not only prophecy, but another thing that is uh, magnify or multiplies God's glory is testimony. So I felt like the word for the group was the strength of Cedar House will come from a voice of our testimonies. And I think it sets up two things for the, for the community. One is that he's going to give us acts and events that allow us to have testimonies. But two, he's going to use the testimonies from those things to actually push forward the community and build strength in between us. Um, the way um, the strength sets up, as we were talking about in pre-service prayer today, being contagious... And that the testimonies are actually going to be contagious for us, build strength between us, but also overflow and bring other people to see God's glory. So that's what I was uh, that's what I was feeling today.
5: Okay. All right. All right. I'm just going to dive off the deep end a little bit, go really specific, just because I feel like it. Um. So I got the w- number 513. I think that it's a birth date or either a, a security code. Oh, come on. On yeah, the back of a credit. Oh, wow. Come on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Justin, I feel like for you that this is, for for you specifically, This for 2018, this is a year that God's like honing your creative expression in a new way. Um, I specifically, I'm like, I'm seeing a picture of like crossing into the promised land. Can you hear me now? I'm sorry. You guys just miss all of it. Anyway. Um, okay. But I just specifically got this picture of you like crossing into the promised land. It's like a, like a threshold, like stepping into a door and you, you just had like a torch in your hand. Um, so I feel like that I know I know what you do business-wise with graphic design and stuff, but I feel like God's going to shift that in a certain way, and it's going to shine, and people from all over are just going to notice it, probably in the business world and even in the Christian world, it's just going to resonate. So I just bless you with that in Jesus' name, and just speak more creative expression and more shining in Jesus' name.
1: Oh, that was really good, you guys. <laughs> can we do... Can, that's my husband. Um, can we do more than one? Or was it just one? Okay, Ty, is there anyone named Elena in the room? All right, cool. Um, so, next word. <laughs> uh, there's a... Thanks. Failed hard. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of things going on right now in the political world with women's rights. And uh, I feel like God really teed up in 2017 into 2018 for a year of restoration and breakthrough for women. So um, I just want to call out all the women in the room. This is your year. Um, And also, if there has been any uh, situation in the past where your power has been taken from you, God's giving you your power back. Your identity is going to be solidified within Christ and not within that thing that happened to you Um, and men in the room this is for you too because the way that you approach your wife or your uh, female friends or your mother or your daughter that person's breakthrough is going to determine how big their breakthrough is you hold a lot of power and a lot of say so in that just by acknowledging and responding correctly so uh, men I just bless you with that I bless you with the ability to empower the women in your life and women I bless you with the
2: ability to receive okay Whoa, it's a good wave <laughs> um, okay miss Tanya I just want to call you out as an amazing matriarch um, yeah. I see you uh, I see you as regal and clothed in righteousness and I just see this like fabulous royal robe on you um, and I know that that's something that I know in the natural as well as in the spiritual but I just want to encourage you with that in case you haven't heard it in a while but that's something that's I feel like has always been on your life, Um, and I'm also um, recalling a fun birthday party from when we actually put a robe on you, and it was awesome. Um, Also, I have a word for, um, I guess, near the fourth row to the back. um, You're in like a black sweater. Yes, you. Okay, I just um, heard the words peace and rest, and I feel like the Lord just wants to bring you into a season of peace and rest um, just in this year. Um, so just receive that. Yeah. Um, and then in the red shirt, I don't remember your name. Yes. Kyle. Okay. Um, so this is partly because your shirt's red, but I, I think it's like a natural spiritual thing too. Um, I just heard the word fire and I felt the Lord, um, just wanting to fan into flame whatever, uh, whatever Holy Spirit's doing in your life. Um, so, yeah, I just felt, I heard the word fire ablaze and just, like, this radical, awesome fire. So, yeah. All right,
1: so I feel like my word is for multiple people. Um. So kind of corporate, but take it if it resonates with you. Um. I saw, like, these puzzle pieces and that, like, they weren't fitting together right. And um. I felt like what God was saying in that was, like, And if there's something going on in your life, whether it's in your career or your family or whatever, where it seems like things aren't fitting together, um, he was going to put the pieces together. And that 2018 would be a year of him fitting the pieces in place and making the puzzle complete. So if that's for you, I bless you with that, with the year of God putting things in order and making the picture complete.
6: So, I know you're not supposed to prophesy over the new people, but this is Cedar House. So, like, we always just straight up throw that rule out the window. And um, I kind of, I'm always uncomfortable giving words to people that I know really well. But God actually dropped a word in my heart for Heather Westmoreland. Um, At first, I thought it was corporate, and then it, it was super specific. So, I actually have a question for you. When you were a kid, was it super valuable for you to color inside the lines? Yeah. Do you ever color by numbers? Yeah? Okay. Because that was what God showed me. He showed me you in, like, this room with, like, the blinds shut and the light on, and you were coloring, and you were being super careful to color inside the lines. And if you colored outside the lines, you were super stressed. And then so you would take, like, the picture you were coloring outside the lines and throw it in the trash can and grab, like, color by numbers. And you were being super careful to make sure you were doing the right color on the right number. And he was watching you, and he was super proud of you. But he had a paintbrush and paint and a blank canvas. And I feel like his word for you is connection. And he wants you to know that he is proud of you. He is pleased with you. His posture towards you is like a dad watching his little girl in a dance pageant. And even if she doesn't dance the way all the other dancers are dancing, he's still like super proud of her. And he's super excited about it. And so he wants you to color outside of the lines. He wants you to just stop trying to make him proud because he's already proud and there's nothing you could do to make him more proud of you. And coloring outside of the lines doesn't make him less proud of you. Um, He wants to bring you outside and show you the world from his perspective and just let you paint that picture. Um, And it doesn't matter how it comes out because it's the picture that he gives you and so there's no stress in it, there's no guilt in it, there's no shame in it. He's just proud of you. Period.
7: All right. I I live life on the edge, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to go for it, man.
2: <laughs>
7: Is there a Daniel in here? No Daniel. All right. What about a Jonathan? No Jonathan. Does anybody know a Jonathan or a Daniel or David? Does anybody know a David? Okay. All right. All right, well uh i'm I'm gonna go for the corporate word then I know okay <laughs> we'll go for the corporate <laughs> all right uh yeah, I feel like God is just um uh, he he's showing us that Emmanuel means God with us and and what he's doing um uh, that uh, he, you know, from from Christmas is is exactly a week apart from New Year's, and God with us was born on Christmas, and then exactly one week later, a New Year's born. So he's telling us that a New Year actually came. The calendar's birthday is actually after Jesus's birthday. So what he, what he showed me is Tom is is irrelevant. It's not even important as much as as important as he is. He comes first. So in 2018. Don't allow time to be the the stronghold that's going to keep you from your breakthrough. And if you're, uh, if, you know, if you're praying for encounters, I feel like God's going to say, you know, we we praying for, you know, two encounters a year. 2018 is going to be two encounters a week, three encounters a week, you know, and uh, so forth. So he wants to uh, just open up doors and give major breakthroughs. So yeah, that's it, man.
3: I'm Daniel. Song, huh? <laughs> There's a Daniel and a John at some other church in town just getting wrecked right now.
8: <laughs> All right, we got one minute of because okay. we're not going to wrap it up. Mine will be nice and short. Um, I want to encourage people in prophecy, too, of like, it's not easy to get up. It's not always easy for anyone to get a word. But the more consistent you are in trying, um, the easier it does become. So uh, I just had a corporate word. I feel like last year there was a word of transformation and open doors, and I feel like in all areas I felt people really pressing in and seeking. Um, but this year I feel a, w- a word of just like friendship with God, right? So just be in that thankful space with him of I, s- I know that you see me, God, and I just I just want to keep being known by you right and there's there's no striving there's no extra work that you have to do it's kind of a place of rest but there is there's effort in friendships you have to be involved you have to talk to him you have to want to hang out he wants to hang out with you like he is so pleased and ready to hang out with you whenever you want to so I just challenge you guys to make the time this year to develop your friendship with God because he's ready all right I had two words, both of my people
0: left.
3: Oh,
0: (laughs) no! Okay, so what I um, decided to do, Reagan, felt this for you a few weeks back. Never have an opportunity, so back pocket prophecy works, everybody. Can you just save it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I felt like the Lord delights in you, that you carry something super unique and individual, that um, your uncommonness, like, do you think you're uncommon? Good. Okay. (laughs) No, it's, it's a gift. I just want to make sure, like, this is, okay. Uh, Noah's back. Um, So, (laughs) um, The Lord showed me so much delight in you and the way you wear your uniqueness well and that you embrace it because what I saw was all these sons and daughters with that gift on their life, and they shun it away, and they're ashamed of it and embarrassed, and they're like, I have to fit in. I have to look the same. i got to do it. And it's like, strive, strive. Why don't I fit? Why don't I work? Why, 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 God? And God's just saying to him, like, because I made you special. Be the special thing. And I feel like you wear it well, Reagan, so I just bless you with that. Is there a Noah in the room? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> okay, <laughs> You did that on purpose. You're like, maybe I'll be seen if I sit right here. Um, <laughs> you guys are too playful. I'm only supposed to have a minute. okay. So when you' He's gonna take it from me, <laughs> when you walked in the room, Noah, um, I felt the Lord say, you have big dreams and inspirations, scary things, and he, he wants them more than you do. I saw, um, I saw something inside of you. It would be like, um, like a ball of energy that's about to burst out. Like, you can't even keep it in some more. And I think it's the dream. I think you're getting um, inspired, like, maybe in the night or something like that. Like, he comes and he talks to you and he inspires you and he gives you downloads. And I feel like it's just, like, pent up inside of you. And you're like, when is this going to come to fruition or when is it going to happen? And um, I just saw it like ping pong balling, is that, no, pinball, pinball, pinball balling all inside of you, and you just need an outlet, like you just need to get it out. And I just felt that the Lord wanted you to know that he sees it, he's aware of it, he's giving you like the inspiration and the downloads because it's coming, because he's a good giver and he doesn't like wave bones in front of you that he won't give you. Um, So I just want to encourage you that I felt like all he wanted to say tonight was stay hopeful like it is coming it is happening so i just bless you with that in jesus name
3: that's so good um real quick do we have anybody who was signed up for prayer team tonight cool as many of you guys can stay you're on the prayer team uh quick word anthony right R- quick word um i felt like uh, you're gonna get a new hat this year uh hat is your station in life so interesting thing here um You can wear different hats throughout the day, mom hat, dad hat, worker hat, employee hat, whatever it is, right? We're always shifting hats. I feel like you're going to get a new hat, um, and it's going to speak to actually what God values about you. There may have been some things, just because it could have been talent, could have been anything else that could be associated with value, and that's fantastic. God values those gifts in your life. I think he's taken you to an even deeper spot of just what he thinks about Anthony it's going to be, a, uh, again, I don't have a better term than a hat. It's just going to be something new that just speaks to who you are, and it's actually it's, it's a, a deeper version or deeper understanding and revelation of uh, why and how God loves you and what he thinks about you, man. So I just bless you with that. Uh, I'm going to pray us out. Prayer team's going to be up top. Please get some ministry. Please come get a prophetic word if you've never had one, or if you had. These guys are super ripe, and they're just throwing them around like it's Christmas. All right, if everybody could stand with me. Again, thanks for being a part of my wildest dream come true. You guys are awesome. Thanks. All right. Yeah, Papa God, thank you um, just for the gift that you speak to us, that you take interest in us, you take delight in us, far more than we even have the ability to conceive. So uh, we receive all these prophetic words here tonight. We agree as a community to see them through. We partner with you in what you say on each person's life. And we're just committed to be that kind of comit- uh, community. We're going to build the kingdom with you, Father. So, again, thank you so much that you speak. Holy Spirit, we just partner with you. We love you. We adore you. Uh, I pray for everyone this week. You would just increase the prophetic in their life, that they would sense and feel things about people that they work with, people they live with, that you would just be over-the-top speaking. Um, and I pray that you would be uh, just dreams would increase, visions, every, every avenue that you could speak to us which just would blast open this week, and that would really capstone 2018 for us. I pray safety over this group. I declare no traffic accidents, anything like that. Just a great, safe week. Everybody coming back in one piece next week. We cover you, and we say thank you, Jesus. Amen.